the homeschool enthusiasts. This is the podcast inspiring a generation of parents and students to escape public school prisons, develop a passion for lifelong learning, and promote family as the center of an education. At the homeschool enthusiasts, we believe the best learning happens outside a classroom and that every student has unlimited God-given potential. And here's your host, entrepreneur and proud homeschool graduate, Noah Tetzner. Well, hello and welcome to the Homeschool Enthusiast Podcast. Today is the first episode of something we're doing called Free Coaching Friday. So every Friday, we will, here on the podcast, be answering your questions. If you're interested in submitting a question to myself and my mom, the one who homeschooled me, you can do so uh, via the email address in the description of this episode. Everything is on the table. Nothing is off limits. If you have questions on curriculum to parenting styles to the different models of education available to homeschoolers, you can ask us and we'll answer your question here on the podcast. Well, today is the first episode of Free Coaching Friday, and I'm joined today by my mom, Jenny Tetzner. Mom, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. So uh, those of you who are tuning in will know that I'm a homeschool graduate. Obviously, I graduated in 2019 uh, and I was homeschooled along with my sister, Madeline, who graduated in, was it 2021, mom? Yep. Just last year. Just last year. And uh, my mom, of course, uh, homeschooled the both of us. Uh, We were homeschooled. I should say I was homeschooled from approximately first grade all the way up through 12th grade, the end of high school with kind of a short interim period where I attended a uh, classical Christian private school for about two years. But and then a dad, of course, was the principal. But (laughs) we have some great questions from listeners just like you that we're going to be diving into today. So, um, Mom, you know, before we kick things off, uh, you know, anything you'd like to say to the listeners, introduce yourself, anything I left out? Well, here's the reality. I never knew anything about homeschooling until I started homeschooling. Yeah. So it can be done. It sure can. Yep, you, it's just your heart. When your heart is in it, outflows the fruit. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, uh, you listeners also may not know that my mom uh, has a podcast of her own yeah. called The Homeschool Loftcast. Yes. There'll be a link to that in the description of this episode. And uh, we live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and uh, she and her colleague, Tina Hollenbeck, uh, run a an in-person homeschool resource center here in the Green Bay, Wisconsin area. And that's a physical location where people in Wisconsin can come in and get information on Uh, how to pull their kids from public school, you know, how to pull their kids from private school, anything from, you know, curriculum to any help and support they need. Uh, It's a ministry uh, that we do here in in Green Bay. So just wanted to plug that as well. But our first question today is uh, kind of a tale as old as time. And it is this. uh, Can kids be socialized if they're homeschooled? So, mom, what do you make of that question? Whoa. Kids cannot be socialized if they are not in school. That's what some would actually think. And they, they truly believe that from their heart. And, you know, that comes from this place of a belief that children need to be around other children in order to learn proper socialization. Right. But I guess let's define our terms. Right. What is socialization to you? 
I think sometimes I hear, you know, moms and dads and that, Hey, it's legit, right? This is a legit concern. Everybody wants their children to be well-rounded, to be able to talk and speak well, particularly with adults, but let's just kind of dissect this children who are together with other children of their same age all day, every day for 12 years of their life. Um, well, they're kind of stuck, aren't they? They're right. stuck in that same uh, kind of a age cohort. They're not. Yeah. They're not gaining anything from people more experienced than them, exactly. and therefore older. And they're not put in situations yes. where they can uh, lead and invest in people younger than them. And I think about our days. The reality is this: What does socialization mean to you? Well, socialization. How how are your children able? to hold a conversation with confidence, right? Socialization goes deep. It really does. Because the truth is for anybody to be well socialized, I talk to adults 24 seven and some of them I would say, are, they, they have a hard time socializing, meaning right. they have a hard time conversing. Maybe they don't feel confident. They're intimidated. The great thing about having your kids home and doing life together is that you're doing life together. So you go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable that the clerk might ask your children, oh, how come you're not in school? To oh, is, are you off today? And your kids get to talk. Right. Uh, you, you're standing in the line at the grocery store. And guess what? There is a 73 year old man who wonders what are these kiddos doing out of school? The, the children then get to talk. Or you have a construction worker who's outside in front of your house and the kids it's natural for them. They're used to talking. So they get out there. They ask the guy, wow, what are you doing? Can I see it? And nine times out of 10, adults love talking about their job. People love talking about what they do. So the kids get to talk then. It, it's, I would say, over-socialized, right? Absolutely. You know, that's just it. You know, uh, the world is your schoolhouse. That's right. You know, that's kind mm -hmm. of a phrase I like to use. Uh, yeah. Public education, and I would even go so far as to say most private educations as well, uh, you know, a private school or a charter school, something like that. Yeah. When you put your kids in those institutions, you're putting them in a bubble uh, away from the real world, away from real life. Yes, that's right. You know, the, the beauty that we can experience as homeschoolers is that. Learning doesn't have to happen at the kitchen table. It doesn't have to happen in the basement or in the, the okay. schoolroom we've designated in our house. Learning can happen everywhere and anywhere. You can bring your kids on shopping trips and teach them how to write a check. You can bring the kids to the post office and teach them how to write a letter and mail a letter. You know, you can bring your kids to the bank and teach them about finance. You can teach them, you know, um, how to cook a meal. You can take them to the park on field trips, on road trips. It, yes. And the more that you do that, the more confident, because remember to be a social person, really confidence is the foundation of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, the more that the children do life naturally going, like Noah said, to the grocery store, to the post office, all of these things where there has to be an interaction. Right. Then you become more comfortable. Right. As a person, you you're confident, you know, and I, I would say this, too. We have. So Noah's sister, Madeline, who's now 19. Uh, Madeline is an introverted girl, I would say for sure. Right. Absolutely. And so one might say, well, 
shouldn't she then be around lots of groups of children right off the bat so she can learn to be social? But the reality is no, because through learning at home, through our own pace, Madeline came to, she built her confidence at her own pace. It wasn't, we didn't force her. We didn't force it on her. Um, We just did life. We went to the grocery store. I didn't set it up. People would talk to her and she'd have to respond. Things like that. Well, guess what? She is a 19 year old young lady. She has been in theater of all things, right? All the way up. And um, she holds herself well. She has confidence. Oh, she does. And and I'm continuously... Because she had so many opportunities to interact with adults. In fact, I would say myself and Madeline as kids, um, I would say probably like 75% of all of our interactions were with (laughs) adults. Truly. (laughs) And especially because grandma was in the, in the nursing home at the time. Yes. And so, um, yeah, my grandma. And so guess what? People all around, lots of opportunities. Absolutely. And, and I'll just, I'll, I'll. Leave you listeners with yeah. uh, with this as we talk about kind of this socialization question. Uh, there's a meme floating around the Internet that I'm sure a lot of you have seen, and it's a comparison of school and prison. OK, so I want you to close oh, yeah. your eyes and think about this for a moment. I'm about to read off a list of bullet points, and these are all of the ways in which school is similar to prison. Obviously, prison is kind of the epitome of uh, an anti-socialization institution. Authoritarian structure, dress code, emphasis on silence and order, negative reinforcement, forced to walk in lines loss of individual autonomy, abridged freedoms, no input in decision-making, set times enforced for walking, eating, etc. You know, we as homeschoolers uh, get to enjoy a lot of freedom, basic freedom and human rights that are um, really not apparent in kind of the public school setting. So I just wanted to leave you listeners uh, with that bit of encouragement. Our next question is from a listener, and it is this. I'm not patient. So could I even homeschool? Mom, what do you make of that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my very first thought is you not being patient cannot be linked to homeschool because truly you're you're a parent. And so what you what you, you still are a parent, right? Even if you're not patient, you're still the parent and you still have to be the parent. Right. And even if you already do send your kiddos off to school. Well, you still live with them at some point. Right. And so that would be a thing of um, sometimes I think those things come up. It's almost harder when your kids are away from you all the time. And then to to try to do life and have a natural flow is is almost more difficult for them because they're they're away and they're learning things there. And then they're home at the end of the day and you barely have time to grow and learn together. And expectations are not defined oftentimes because they're apart from you. So it's always the apart back together, apart back together. And so how do you have time? Does that make sense? It's hard to work on that. How do you have time to raise your child? Yeah, I would say I am not patient, so I could never homeschool. (laughs) Well, that ought to be something that is then a, becoming a habit for you, a practice of becoming patient. Because as a parent, it's your job not to join forces with the tantrum, not to join forces with the disrespect, right? That you might be getting from your child. 
it's on you to remain confident, to remain in charge and to model patience. And in order to model patience, you have to be put in a position where there might, where it's a storm, right? Absolutely. Then you practice patience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, were you, were you patient with your child enough to teach him or her how to become potty trained? That's right. Were you patient enough with your child to teach him or her how to tie their shoes? I mean, th- think about stuff like that. You know, one of the things that I, I talk about all the time is like, I hope you listeners realize that public school is not normal. Like homeschooling used to be the way that every parent educated their child. You know, the idea of sending your child off to some stranger, multiple strangers and having them work on your child's mind for, uh, you know, a decade or more. is Which was the goal? Which was the goal uh, is preposterous. It's preposterous. You know, you are your child's best teacher. Uh, and I would I would encourage um you know, if you're struggling with patience, I would say that's a, that's a spiritual matter. A battle, you know, right. we know that patience is one of the, the fruits of the spirit. So I would that's encourage right. you to lean into your, your Christian faith for that. Yeah. Or, um, you know, if you're of a different persuasion, I would encourage you to, um, you know, seek wisdom in your friends and those you admire who are a little more patient than you. <laughs> yeah. And I would say too, that it's not even, you're going to find when you choose, when you go down this homeschool road, you're going to find that it's not just you always being the, um, know it all. Okay. Your children, trust me, you will become patient. And, and when you're with your kiddos all the time, things start to change. You start to have a different view of them. You start to really get to know them and they will teach you so much. Absolutely. Well, mom, this next question is one that you can probably speak to. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. What if I can't do geometry, calculus, algebra, et cetera? Yep. Had no idea, guys. Here's the reality. I was the girl, I think at my high school, you had to do three years of math. Yeah. So naturally I signed up for the very basics. Um, don't let it, your job is like I said, you do not come at this thing. Like I have to know every single thing under the sun. No, not at all. You know what? I learned pre-algebra alongside Madeline. I remember her, you know, it's okay. In fact, I was the mom that said, I have no idea. I have no clue, but let's go do this together. Let's learn this together. And I would also say it's okay to get help, right? It is okay. It is okay for you. Let's say um, you know somebody in your homeschool community who uh, there there are a lot of co-ops. And oftentimes you'll have a parent who loves math, one of those people. And guess what? Sign sign up. Do it. It, it. You get to pick and choose. Maybe you can't teach all the subjects perfectly fine. Nobody says you have to, but the reality is it's not public school. You get to pick and choose, but also remember, you don't have to know everything under the sun. If you can't do geometry, if you can't do algebra, we have this often parents will come in and they they might have, you know, a three and a four year old and they'll come in and they'll say, I can't do it. I don't know anything about algebra. And I'll say, well, but but your kiddos, they're just three and four. It's okay. (laughs) By the time they get to that, right? When we lay a foundation, a model of learning, when you don't know how to do something, it's going to be critical for you to let your kiddos know that so that you can be a model 
of going after information. Hey, I don't know geometry. I'm going to, I'm going to go right alongside with you. Let's look this up. Let's see. I'm not sure about this math problem. Let's really dig into this together. And it's okay for you to not know everything contrary to what the world would tell you, mm-hmm. because the reality is, is nobody knows every single thing. So be encouraged. And, and there are so many resources, resources yes. out there. I mean, especially more, with math, especially with math, more than mm-hmm. you could ever imagine. And I'm not just talking about curriculums that you need to purchase. I mean, yeah. resources out there. And, you know, if you have a question, a specific question related to homeschool curriculum, you know, you can always email us here at the homeschool enthusiast and we'll uh, help you and send you on your way. You know, this next question, mom, uh, which is really more of a statement than a question Um, is one that I hear a lot. And it's this, we can't afford homeschooling. And, you know, this is one as somebody who's, who's passionate about personal finance and you know, business, whatever you want to call it. This is one that, uh, you know, I understand, right? Uh, maybe you're a two income family, both mom and dad work. Um, you know, would mom or dad, would one of the parents, the breadwinners need to stay at home to homeschool the kids? We'd lose half our income. You know, that's something I hear a lot. And, you know, before we unpack this and mom, I know you can speak to this as well. I want to ask you this question. Can you not afford to eat healthy? Because that's a que- that that's something I've heard people say too. <laughs> you know, people have said to me, uh, "I can't afford to eat healthy. Healthy food is so expensive." I mean, that's ridiculous. That's laughable. There are so many resources out there for eating healthy. I would say you can afford to homeschool, no matter your circumstances, if you want that's it right. bad enough. I, you know yes. what? You might have to fundamentally change your lifestyle. That's right. You might need to move into a smaller house. You might need to pick up some extra, you know, side jobs in addition to your mainstream of income. You may need to, you know, sell one of the cars or that boat or that cabin up north that you don't really need. Uh, There are so many ways we can look at this, Um, but you're dealing with your child's education here. And at the end of the day, uh, that's the most precious thing on earth. But, you know, mom, why don't you why don't you tune in here? Yeah, well, that's well said. And it's true. Um, When we say we can't afford to homeschool, then we have to take a step back. And that, and that is true. Like Noah said, I know it, right? Not everybody has all the money, but there's so many things I could say about this. Number one is let's define, I can't afford to homeschool. Um, I can't afford to homeschool, but I can afford to have a yacht and a Harley and two cars in the driveway and shopping at Target continually and these things. Right. And so um, homeschooling is a sacrifice. It truly is. You have to ask yourself what's most important. Another thing is, is um, I can't afford to homeschool. Using thousand dollar curriculums. Right. Okay. And the reality is, is you don't have to. Right. You could actually grab yourself a library card and go to the library and read and learn and read and learn and read and learn and bring your kids to the grocery store and bring your kids to grandma's house and bring your children up the block to the construction man. And that is an education. Um, You don't need a lot of money to homeschool looking at it from a curriculum standpoint. Um, But just today, Noah, Mm. I saw um, this kind of meme type thing that I uh, copied from the high flute and homeschooler. And this fits in perfect. And it says we wagered a second income on the notion that we could educate our children more effectively than the public school system. 
We wagered the need to fit into the world's expectations on the belief that our children should look to us for social and moral guidance. We wagered the ease and comfort of kid-free time on the belief that kids need family more than peers, love more than affirmation, and encouragement more than conformity. Isn't that great? Absolutely. So good. It sure is. It sure is. And, you know, um, you know, my mom at her resource center, uh, we won't get into the specific stories on this episode, maybe another time. You know, there have been so many times where uh, her and Tina Hollenbeck, our colleague, and, and my dad as well, have has coached families <laughs> and provided support. Um you know, specifically related to their financial situation yeah. and how we can make that so work. True. You know, I'm a, a business owner myself. Uh, so is my father. Um, and we both have experience in homeschooling. So if that's something that you'd want to uh, have a conversation about, you can reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, we'd absolutely be happy to, to talk with you. Uh, you know, the last question that we have time for in today's episode uh, is, is this, aren't all homeschoolers weird? And uh, the answer is yes. The answer yes, is a resounding. No, yes, they are. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, first and foremost, I don't ex- exactly know what you mean by that. I know there are a lot of um, kind of homeschool stereotypes out there. Um, you know, homeschoolers have big families. Homeschoolers live on farms, you know, stuff like that, which isn't always <laughs> the case. Um, but I, I would say homeschoolers are weird in the best way possible. Uh, homeschoolers are weird because they don't fit the mold that society yeah. has casted for how we should educate our children. You know, I've told so many people I've talked to so many young children and I'm talking like five-year-olds, 10-year-olds, you know, eight-year-olds and I'm, I'm in their homeschoolers and I'm continuously blown away. I mean, like, I I feel like I'm literally talking to like a, I was talking to um, a five-year-old that came into the homeschool loft, mom, your resource center a few months back. And I thought, I literally thought I was talking to a 30-year-old. He was five. It's crazy. Uh, uh, And that's weird. That's weird. Right. That is it's weird. So weird. Yeah. It's yeah. so true. And in fact, you have a t-shirt, mom. <laughs> that says keep homeschooling weird. Keep homeschool weird. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, and I think what's weird too, right? We hey, we're we're all about being weird. You know what's weird? What's weird to many with homeschooling is that brothers and sisters love each other. Brothers and sisters do life together. Moms and sons hang out. Right now, I'm not saying, hey, listen. I know you don't always have to be your kid's best friend right off the bat, but no, it's 21. I'm 50. We are best <laughs> friends. You guys it's, we are. listen, but the reality is, is that is weird to the world. It is weird. It's weird that families are together. Isn't that terrible? It's weird that families love doing life together. Remember that one family that we met at uh, yes, the grocery store? Yes. Yes. And, and she said, what? Remember? Well, uh, yeah, it was a it was a homeschool mom and dad. They'd homeschooled their th- yep. I think it was like three girls and all of their girls were like, you know, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Yep. And, uh, you know, she said, you know, we have a lot of people asking us, oh, your kids still live with you. You know, we like doing life together. Yeah. That's not weird. Are you kidding me? We you love know? doing life together. In fact, I told Noah to sleep over tonight because you guys, <laughs> he moved out. That's true. That's true. But guess what? Well, you know. Mom, 
this has been great. Our inaugural episode of yeah. Free Coaching Friday. This is something new we're doing on the Homeschool Enthusiast Podcast. Of course, every Monday uh, we will be releasing an interview with a guest who can speak to uh, you know their area of expertise as it relates to homeschooling. So every Monday there'll be an interview, but every Friday uh, it'll be Free Coaching Friday, and I just. Please encourage you to submit your questions to the podcast. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Mm -mm. Um, so, you know, I wanted to do something where it was kind of like Monday getting into the week. Oh, you know, Monday, nobody likes Mondays. You get a great interview that you can listen to to take the edge off. And then Friday, you can celebrate with another episode of the podcast and hopefully hear your featured question. Well, this has been the Homeschool Enthusiast podcast. I'm Noah Tetzner, and I'm here with my mom, Jenny Tetzner. Um, tune in for another episode. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Enthusiast. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Twice a week, we bring you a message of hope and freedom, remembering that every student has unlimited God-given potential and the best learning happens outside a classroom. 